0: Hi everyone! Welcome back to Americanish. My name is Adela Kochav,
1: and I'm Mary Wawa, and we are the daughters of diaspora.
0: So right now, Passover is coming up, and Passover is when the Jews celebrate the Exodus from Egypt with a three-hour, very long and drawn-out dinner um, that has a lot of very weird and fun traditions. But this is also the time where I walk into Duane Reed and I see baskets everywhere full of bunnies and little ducks and pastel colors. And I know that Easter is coming up. So what is Easter and what is with the bunnies?
1: (laughs) Great, great question. So um, we don't like to get too theological here on American-ish, at least not intentionally, but Easter is the Christian celebration of the resurrection of Jesus after he was crucified on the cross. Uh, buried for three days, and then rose from the dead on that third day. Um, And uh, Christians, Copts, um, celebrate the resurrection of Christ and his ascension into the heavens as kind of the beginning of of the new year for Christians.
0: Okay, so beginning of new life, uh, bunnies reproduce. Yes,
1: bunnies. Let me answer your bunnies question. So bunnies is not... um, i did some googling because i really wanted to get to the root of this and bunnies were not traditionally associated with easter or the resurrection um but it was around the 19th century where this connection started to form and uh bunnies as we know like to have lots of babies and they have um kids and and they kind of serve as a pop cultural reference for fertility and new life and and um just you know virility might be the word. Um, So bunnies and Easter kind of became intertwined and that's why you have bunnies and and eggs and coloring and the pastels. Um, So there's more, um, there's a few different theories, but that's the one I'm going with. There's also one about a a Greek god of fertility that was a bunny and there's there's different theories about where that connection comes from. so it seems like bunnies aren't really the
0: central part of Coptic Easter. It doesn't really factor in there. So what is Coptic Easter like?
1: Right. So uh, to my knowledge, bunnies are not really associated with Coptic Easter. I don't remember any bunnies while I, when I was growing up in Egypt, and it's not really. In, <laughs> um, I remember bunnies, like actual bunnies. There We had bunnies bunnies, but not Easter bunnies. Um, so there, there wasn't that close of a connection as there is with American Easter and bunnies. Um, but Coptic Easter celebrates essentially the same thing. We, we are Christians and we celebrate the resurrection of, of um, Christ. Um, our traditions and the things that we do around Easter are a bit different. Um, cops love to fast and our fasts are a little bit different so uh this specific fast is uh complete vegan so you give up all animal byproducts oh, wow. um including fish and and seafood um so this one's a little rough and it's i believe 55 days oh wow so like it's like ah leading up to <laughs> leading up to um, Easter you give up those earthly desires for 55 days and around Christmas it's 40 days that one you're allowed to have fish so there's a little bit more leniency but in the Coptic tradition there is a lot of fasting I believe somebody did the math and between the big ones and the small ones there's a three-day fast here and there and you're supposed to fast mon- uh, Wednesdays and Fridays no fish no no um, animal products you end up fasting about three quarters of the year where you ha- are, are basically a vegan and, and give up all those animal products. Um, I, as much as I hate to admit it, don't observe all of them. I try my very, very best to observe as many of the Coptic fasts as I can. Sometimes it's really hard when I'm traveling for work or um, just trying to balance life with it. And uh, I'm Coptic-ish when it comes to the fasting. I'll, I'll try my best, but no, no promises were made.
0: You know, it's interesting. I didn't realize it was going to be a 55-day fast. In in Judaism, we have fasts. We have seven fasts. You know, a couple major, a couple minor. We have some optional or specific fasts. Like in Passover, we have the fast of the firstborn. So my brother, my mom, they'll be fasting. I'll be eating. I'm a (laughs) secondborn child. Uh, If there's ever a privilege that came with being a secondborn child, I don't fast the fast of the firstborn. But now I'm seeing a parallel, like between like Lent and Ramadan and Coptic Easter fasting. I guess I lucked out in the Abrahamic faiths because we don't have any long-term fast days. We don't have any 50-day fast or 40-day fast. Um, we just have to suffer for seven days. I mean, you win some, you lose some. What can you say? Win some, you lose some. Well, I mean, I guess technically we we give up um, leavened products and breads um, yes. in Passover. And you know, most Orthodox Jews and modern Orthodox Jews will completely clean out their entire kitchens. They'll boil their countertops or cover it all yep. in tinfoil. And even things like, um, you know, something like shampoo, which obviously you're not eating. If it has wheat in it, some opinions will say you should get a different shampoo. It's crazy, like you're not eating it. Um, that's, that's like a separate point altogether, but things that you, know, you would expect to be able to eat, like even like a solid chocolate bar, huh. which doesn't have any wheat products in it, if it's not kosher for Passover, modern Orthodox and Orthodox Jews won't eat it unless it has a specific designation as kosher for Passover. Right. So when you meet modern Orthodox Jews and they say, oh, it's Passover, I can't eat this. It's not like, oh, well, can't you just eat matzah? We eat matzah, but we also don't eat pretty much almost anything else except for like vegetables and all the kosher for passover foods which i think is actually longer conversation um economic and there's you know the jewish tradition of you have to buy this thing that's specifically kosher for passover when you can get the equivalent um that would have not been kosher for passover but doesn't have those products but that's a different conversation
1: i actually have a quick question for you and i i might be way off here but is this the the jewish holiday where some people have you have to sell your all your food or your belongings to a goyim?
0: Yes, so in Passover, we are not allowed to own any chametz, which are the leavened products. So you have to sell it to a non-Jew. Mm-hmm. Um, usually you sell it for like a dollar. There's websites where you could just sell your chametz. You lock it up in a cabinet. If you know a non-Jew, yeah. <laughs> you tell them, hey, very weird, can you give me a dollar and I'll sell you my chametz? Um, and you know, people who own like, let's say like, factories like wine factories will have to like they can't own those factories Mm -hmm. during passover so usually you have a business partner who's not jewish so they they work it out but yeah it's it's a weird tradition we have and then after passover we buy it back um and then it becomes ours again you have to nullify it um i
1: had a, a friend in college shout out to Daniela. um i would buy all her stuff for oh, like five you were, bucks! You were the chometz. I was. I wow. was. I would buy all her stuff for five bucks, and then she she'd Venmo me back after over Yeah, you know you and did her great service. Yeah.
0: oh wow! What an ally we have yeah. here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really understand what was I was doing. She she explained it to me, but I was like, okay. I mean, I'll do it because you asked me to. But I don't. So it's it's good to understand what I was doing.
0: So we, we clearly eat a lot of weird things on Passover. Like we dip celery into salt water. Um, we have bitter herbs on purpose. Um, we dip things into a date, or it depends if you make like apple or what Haro said to remind us of the red bricks. And everything's very symbolic and the foods are very odd. So Coptic Easter, do you guys have any traditions with food?
1: Yeah, we, we do, unfortunately. You'll understand why in a second. Um, so around Coptic Easter is also this Egyptian national holiday called Shem al Um and it's actually an ancient Egyptian holiday that the Copts carried from the Pharaonic age into the Arab colonized age of of Egypt, and um, it has since become a uh, official holiday in Egypt, and people celebrate it, and it's... Um, because because easter represents new life and it's usually around springtime sham al-Nasim also c- celebrates the emergence of spring and um uh, the this new uh, life that's being brought into the world and shem and Nassim literally translate to the smelling of the breeze because oh. you get this new breeze around springtime so a lot of egyptians will celebrate it by going on picnics and going to sit in parks and and to smell the breeze well that sounds lovely why did you say unfortunately well hold on i'm getting to it um so we have also ancient egyptian food called vasih sometimes they call it ringa depending on which part of, of egypt you're you're from but it is a um, dry, fermented salted fish that's been buried in the desert for a couple months. So you take you take, I know, bear with me. Just go on go on this journey with me, please. Okay. So they take a fish and there's uh, literally generations of craft people that just do this for a living, create this meal. for for this holiday. So they take a fish and they salt the hell out of it, and then they put it in these bins, locked and sealed, and then they bury it in the desert, and you come back around six or seven months later, and you unearth it, and you have this fermented, aged, salted fish, and you sell it and people prepare in different ways but generally it's like fried in oil and that's what you eat outside because it smells like hell (laughs) and you eat it outside on your picnics and that's how you celebrate um coptic easter and and shem el wow i am a fan by the way i am a fan of of it some people really really hate it it does not smell good and it's an acquired taste it's salty and fermented fish but i am a big fan
0: okay I, I i happen to like salty fermented fish i, I went to spain <laughs> recently i had boquerones, i had ant- okay really great I, ashkenazi jews they have gefilte fish yep. and they have pickled trout that's right i'm into it i feel it okay, i'm all about it. this we gotta go to Astoria. <laughs> yeah we gotta go um but that's that's crazy interesting yeah i didn't expect so i guess the smelling of the breeze is more like the smelling of the fish
1: that's right you're outside <laughs> there's no way you can eat this inside it's horrific
0: Wow. So usually like when you go, is it all on the same day that people picnic?
1: Yeah. 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 So it's it is a national holiday. People have off. It's Monday um, and you go outside. You're usually uh, parks are like sell tickets and they're sold out. And you just find a place to picnic with your family. And it is it's a very family oriented holiday and you get together with your in-laws and and your family and you eat and sit outside and smell the breeze. Oh,
0: well, I. I love that. You know, while you're out there smelling the breeze, we'll be talking about exodus and oppression. That's right. <laughs> we'll we'll be doing that. Um, no, but Passover really is, it's a great holiday. It's an uplifting holiday. It's about, you know, the holiday that made us a nation and made yep. us a peoplehood. So it, it's always really fun to celebrate, um, especially if you're a Syrian Mexican Jew, um, mm-hmm. because as I spoke about, I think we we talked about this at one point in I think the second episode, so. Shout back, check out the second episode. But um, Sephardic Jews can eat corn products on Passover and Mexican Jews love Mexican food. So if you're a Sephardic Mexican Jew, You spend Passover making Mexican food. Hmm. So uh, we make tortillas all the way at the beginning of Passover, enough to last throughout all of Passover. And I I do eat a lot of matzah, but really I'm having quesadillas for breakfast every day. (laughs) Um, So it's it's always a great time. I'm actually going to spend this Passover in Mexico with my family. So it's going to be, you know, not not even New Jersey tortillas. We're going to have Mexican homemade tortillas.
1: So what is the distinction that allows Sephardic Jews to have tortillas and and grain that Ashkenazi Jews cannot have?
0: So there is a couple of different theories. Um, The one that I got in high school was that in the time in Europe, they kept um, the grains in bins and the bins were open um, as opposed to in um the middle east they kept it in sacks and the sacks were closed shut Hmm. so when the wind would blow if you were in europe there was a possibility of flour making its way into the rice or into the grains so if you were to make the rice you'd also accidentally be cooking flour and then it would be rising um as opposed to Sephardim because they had the sacks closed they didn't have that issue so that's one of the many explanations that exist but ultimately Judaism's an ancient faith, so traditions, of course, are going to shift. So when you're having the conversation of you can't eat anything that rises, I can see the conversation of, well, when you put rice in water, it expands. So is that rising? Um, and just to take a step back the reason why we can't eat anything that rises is because when the Jews had to leave Egypt they didn't really have any preparation they were just told we're leaving now and they had dough made but they didn't have time for the dough to rise to bake it into bread so they just put it in the sacks on their back and with the hot Sun it Mm -hmm. was baked into these hard crackers it was baked in 18 minutes and that is why to make kosher matzah it cannot rise for more than 18 minutes Mm. so um there's a fun activity we do when we're little they bring all the kids to like a room and we all make this matzo dough and they put this big timer on the wall and they say oh it's been 18 minutes it's not kosher for passover anymore and we're like oh darn (laughs) um and it's it's a horrible matzo the homemade matzo is horrible so i don't recommend trying to make it um but that's that's why you know you have the sephardic ashkenazi divide but a weird thing that we do um there's a tradition in my Syrian Jewish family I have spoken to other Syrian Jews they don't have this tradition I have spoken to other Mexican Jews they also don't have this tradition but um we have a lamb shank bone um Ashkenazim um I don't know if they have the actual bone itself or if they, they don't eat it but we have a lamb shank uh symbolic of the Passover offerings that were brought before they left Egypt and um in my family After we finish the Seder, the women take the bone, go under the stairs, and have to lick the bone in order to get a merit for marriage. It'll, like, if you lick the bone, you'll get married. Like, that's, that's, no typical, it makes sense I,
1: I it makes sense out.
0: It, it checks out um so it, it's just so natural in my family we'll be sitting there around the table and they're like oh like it's time like girls go lick the bone yeah. and it's like ah <laughs> oh, got it and like me and my sisters will go we'll take the bone and we'll just sit there under the stairs licking the bone yeah. <laughs> um but again i've spoken to other people they don't lick the bone but i guess the equivalent is in other traditions um we have a big plate called a kara, mm-hmm. and the single woman remove it from the table and then that's the merit for marriage and that's that's typical in syrian households so i guess maybe we just lick bones everyone moves plates but either way syrian girls will get married it'll be wonderful yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i guess um i'm learning a lot about Coptic uh easter i'm learning you know i hope i'm talking a lot about passover but if there's anything i got it's that our foods are a little bit funky yes, so really. can we come to an agreement that we'll be eating peeps
1: yeah <laughs> that's the neutral food. that's the sweet in the food that's the the
0: sweet in the foods yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. the neutral
1: <laughs> peeps it is
0: peeps it is um happy holidays to everyone who's celebrating from the americanish team we hope to see you soon